What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to like and share these online digital messages with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. Also, our live and in-person services are back wide open with a full experience. Kids Church, Nursery, Cafe, come on back and see us live and in person. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us through giving and generosity online and meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. You know, sometimes in life, in order to find out how, how do I deal with this very difficult Difficult challenge in my life. How do I answer this very difficult question? You don't just need some advice, some guidance, or some wisdom. You need the right advice. You need the right guidance, and you need the right wisdom. The question is, where do we go to get the right advice, and where do we go to get the right wisdom? Today, we continue with our current series entitled, This is How. If you've ever wanted to know how, how do I deal with this? How do I defeat this? How do I answer this? How do I overcome this in this series? That's what we're trying to find out. We're trying to find out how from the scripture. The first week we talked about wisdom and what the wisdom is to God and in the text. And this is what wisdom is according to the text. It's very real life and very practical. It's not some special magical knowledge that comes over you because of your faith. Wisdom in the text was getting the right advice from the right people at the right time who's already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. After that, last week we talked about two different enemies in our heart and how many times you and I work really, really hard on our outside behavior. We pay a lot of attention on showing other people what we want them to see on our outside behavior. Sometimes we even hide it too, but we don't pay much attention to our heart. And many times we have two major enemies that attack our heart and tear our life down on the inside. And that's guilt, which says, I owe you because I hurt you. And anger, which says you owe me because you hurt me. And we talked about how the Jesus practice, the answer to guilt and anger was confession and forgiveness. Confession and forgiveness. And so today we move on with part three. When I was in my early 20s, one night about two o'clock in the morning, my mom woke me up because my dad, he was around 50 years old. He was having a major massive heart attack and my mom needed my help to bring him to the hospital, to bring him to the emergency room. Because of that night, because he was going through a massive heart attack, after that they had to do some heart procedures. At first they put in a stent and then another stent. And then after that, they had to do bypass surgery. And after that bypass surgery, he never had to have another heart procedure again. Sometimes when you and I are talking about our heart, that's what we're talking about. Our literal heart that pumps blood through our body and keeps us alive. That's what we mean. But most of the time when we talk about our heart, we're talking about something different. We're talking about something else. Most of the time when we talk about our heart in conversation, what we're talking about is our soul our inner feelings, our inner emotions, our inner core, our inner self, what makes you, you, and what makes me, me. When we talk about our heart, most of the time, we're talking about that part of us that feels so inspired when we watch a great movie. Or we're talking about that part of us that really breaks, that part of us that breaks when we see innocent people hurt and innocent people suffer. When we talk about our heart, we're talking about that part of us that fills up with fear. When we get to school, 
and we realize that we have to take a test that we forgot to study for. And many times when we talk about our heart, we're talking about that part of us that brings us into relationships and sometimes it brings us out of relationships. And as we live this life, my heart and your heart can get influenced by so many different things that surround us in this world. And we were taught growing up as little kids that good behavior gets rewarded and bad behavior gets punished. Good behavior rewarded, bad behavior gets punished. And so for most of our life, what we learn to do is this, what we condition ourselves to do is this. Many times we pay close attention to our behavior and controlling our behavior and modifying our behavior and changing our behavior and hiding our behavior and the behavior that we show other people, but we don't pay close attention to our heart. Our heart, which is the real problem and the root problem. Our heart, which is behind all of our behaviors. And so in the New Testament, Jesus had a lot to say about this. Jesus had a lot to say to the religious about only focusing on the outside behaviors and not the root problem and the real problem, which was our heart. He had a lot to say about loving God from the inside first, from the inside out. Now, everyone who's listening to this right now has a heart. A heart that loves, a heart that dreams, a heart that creates, a heart that fears, and a heart that seeks God. And you and I must, we must stop judging people when we don't know their heart and we don't know their story. Here's the thought. We need to get to know our own heart first. We need to get to know our own soul, our own emotions, and our own stories first. And we need to stop judging the hearts and the stories of other people. Because in your own heart, there's a war. In your own heart, there's a battle. In your own heart, there are issues. In your own heart, there are struggles. And many times these struggles can damage our relationships, our character, and our faith. It makes more sense to focus on our own heart first. And so today we move on. And the next enemy to hurt our heart that I want us to notice is this and remember this today. It's greed. And so if guilt says, I owe you. I hurt you, and so I owe you. And if anger says you hurt me, and so you owe me, then what does greed say? Because greed can wear a mask. Greed is very, very subtle. And greed comes from a heart that is full of fear and a heart that's scared. Most people would say, yeah, Tony, you know, sometimes I struggle with guilt. Sometimes I struggle with anger. Sometimes I struggle with habits and addictions and patterns and bad choices. But I've never met many people who says, Pastor Tony, I deal with greed all the time. In fact, I have never preached a service. I've never taught a Bible study. I've never been to a revival. I've never been in counseling with people where someone walked up to me and said, Pastor Tony, I need some help. I need some prayer. Why is that? Because I'm in bondage to greed. I'm a greedy person. I've never had anyone say, Pastor Tony, can you help me and pray for me because I'm dealing with greed. Most people would never even admit that. And I'll tell you why. Because greed wears a mask. Many times we hide greed behind so-called good things in our life. And so greed is very hard to see in yourself, but other people can see it all the time. Greedy people talk a lot and they worry a lot about their stuff and their money. Greedy people, if they give, they do not give cheerfully. They do not give out of a loving heart. Greedy people don't like to share. Greedy people are poor losers. Greedy people will not let you forget all that they've done for you. You hear that statement from greedy people all the time. After 
after all I've done for you, after all I have done for you. Greedy people say this. Greedy people are not content in life. And greedy people try to control other people with their power, their positions, and their authority. And greed is not a stuff issue. It really isn't. Greed is not that. Because I've met rich people who were greedy. And I've met poor people who were greedy. Greedy. Greed is a heart issue. And so this is what greed actually says. If guilt says, I owe you, and if anger says, you owe me, then notice this, greed says, I owe me. Guilt says, I hurt you, so I owe you. Anger says, you hurt me, and so you owe me. But greed says, the world is after me. The world is against me. The world is going to hurt me, and so I owe me. This is my life. My stuff, my money, my time, my thoughts, my way, my feelings. I had nothing growing up. I made this. I earned this. I built this. I worked hard for this. Me first. It's me before you. Me before others. Me before needs. Me before hunger. Me before anything. Me before anyone. We're born greedy. Most of us will die greedy. And then when you die, your stuff is going to go to someone else. Let me say that again. We are born greedy. Most of us will die greedy. And then when you pass away and die, your stuff is going to go to someone else. Notice what Jesus says in Luke chapter 12 verse 15 if you're still with me Sam's still with you then he said beware guard your hearts against every kind of greed life is not measured by how much you own why would Jesus say guard your life and guard your heart against every type of greed well this is why and notice this today and remember this because greed is subtle it's hard to see in yourself and the New Testament letters Paul called greed an abomination to God. We have all these church people and religious people and Christians running around talking about what they think is an abomination to God, but they never mention this. The New Testament says greed is an abomination to God, and this is why, because it is not God-like and it's not Christ-like. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave his only son because he loved the world. He gave. He gave, he gave his only son. A greedy person thinks this, and notice this today, my stuff is my life. And so greed will cause you to put your stuff in your life before your relationships, your character, and your faith. And the driving force behind greed is the driving force behind all the dangerous patterns that destroy our heart, like guilt and anger. And this is what it is, it's fear. What if, what if I run out of my stuff? What if my stuff is not enough? What if I don't get my fair share? What if is always a question of fear. It's always a question based out of a scared heart. So what's the Jesus habit that can obviously break the power of greed in our life? Well, it's very simple, and this is what it is. And notice this today. It's generosity. Generosity kills the power of greed in your heart. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. You must each decide in your heart how much you're going to give in your heart. And do not give reluctantly or in response to pressure or guilt. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Hey, listen, you will never feel significant or alive in this life if your life is only being lived for you. And so to break the power of greed, give. Give to people. 
Give to your family. Give to the hungry. Give to your church. Give to the food pantry. Give to the hurting. But let your stuff serve a bigger purpose than just serving you. Let your stuff serve God. So guilt says, I owe you. Anger says, you owe me. Greed says, I owe me. But let's talk about one more enemy in our heart before we wrap this up today. What's another enemy in our heart that can damage our relationships, our character, and our faith? Well, this is what it is. And notice this today. It's jealousy. So if guilt says, I owe you, and anger says, you owe me, and greed says, I owe me, then what does jealousy say? In the story of the human condition and in the story of human relationships, jealousy has been a damaging monster in our heart. And when we think of jealousy, we think of what other people have that we don't have. Other people have looks that we don't have. Other people have stuff and money that we don't have. Other people have opportunities and connections or a job or attention that I just don't have. Other people have a family. Other people have a a house that I don't have. Other people have recognition or health that I don't have. Other people have willpower or popularity or maybe some sort of person or friendship in their life that I don't have. And so jealousy says this and notice this today. Jealousy says, God, you owe me or the universe owes me. Jealousy says, God, you have blessed other people in ways you haven't blessed me. God, you've protected other people. You've helped other people in ways that you haven't protected or helped me. God, you provided for You've delivered other people in ways that you haven't provided for or delivered me. And so, God, I'm jealous of them. And it's your fault. You owe me. The universe owes me. You have not been as good to me as you have been to them. You have not been as protective to me as you have been to them. You have not been attentive to me as you have been to them. You've not delivered me like you've delivered them. And the driving force behind jealousy is really the driving force behind all of our problems that hurt our relationships, our character, and our faith. It's really the driving force behind our guilt and our anger in our greed. James chapter 4 verse 1. What is causing all of these quarrels and tensions and divisions and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires that are at war within you, that are at war within your heart? And so what causes all of this relationship pain and hurt and chaos in our life? James says it's the desires that are going to war with each other in your heart that we have to pay attention to. We pay attention to our outside behavior, but we have to take it a step further and evaluate our heart. So in other words, you have desires inside of you that are spilling out onto the people around you. You have desires that are going to war in your heart that many times spills out onto the people in your life like jealousy, greed, anger, and guilt. You know, 15 years ago, that would have only happened to the people that you were close to and that you knew. And there was enough of probably a relationship there where you could work through it. But now it happens every single day because of social media and iPads and smartphones. We can get on there and we can start judging and developing opinions and getting jealous of people and angry with people, people that we barely even know. And this is the driving force, James says, behind your jealousy, behind your guilt your anger, and your greed. This is what it is, and notice this today. Here's the driving force. It's you. It's your heart. 
Your jealousy, your fear, your anger, your guilt, your greed all have one thing in common. They're yours. The one thing they all have in common is you. And we get jealous when you want something, but you don't get it. And so we blame God for not taking care of us like he took care of other people. So what's the solution to our jealousy? Well, this is what it is. This is the Jesus practice that breaks the power of jealousy in our heart. It's honesty. Honesty with yourself. It's being honest enough to evaluate your heart, to practice self-evaluation and to tell yourself that you're blaming God and you're blaming everything else for your position in life when no one's to blame. It's being honest enough with yourself by telling yourself that you're letting jealousy rule your life because you're comparing your life to other people. And so if you want to break the power of jealousy in your life, then lay your life bare on the altar before God and be honest with God and let God search your heart and show you what needs to change in your life and then break the power of fear. And the next time you're tempted to judge or to condemn or to form an opinion about someone else's past or someone else's heart or someone else's story, maybe evaluate why you feel that way about them. Why do you feel that way about them? Evaluate that and maybe try to actually get to know them and their heart. Because many times the way we feel about other people has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the greed that says, I owe me. And the jealousy, which says the world or God owes me in our hearts. The real problem is the root problem. The real problem is not learning how to modify or control your behavior when other people are watching. The real problem is the root problem. And it's the desires that are going to war with each other in our hearts. Ephesians 4.31 the missionary says, get rid of, separate yourself, remove all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior, verse 32. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave you. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. We absolutely love you. We hope you have a great week. We cannot wait to see you back next week.